What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is Dave Water Cooler, episode number 147. Today's topic is WordPress custom fields and short codes. We're going to be discussing all the cool stuff you could do between them and why you should use one versus the other, and then what the heck happens with Gutenberg with all these as well. So let's go around the room yeah, real quick, get boy. everyone introduced. George, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, hey, I'm George. I my hair is um i work on jetpack by day wordpress core by night and i get bored very easily nice well thank you for getting bored enough to come on the show with us we really appreciate it <laughs> robert how about you my friend you're muted, no, uh, you're muted robert. Mm. all right we'll come back to you in just a minute russ how about you <laughs> So I'm Russ. I'm in Las Vegas with Robert. Robert works at a thing called Shiny Nine Design. That's his own thing. He runs WordCamp Vegas uh, 2017. I'm Russ. I do WordPress stuff at Web Dev Studios. Wait, so with uh, Robert muted, would that make him Silent Bob? That would totally make Why? him Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally be Jason Muse. I would totally be Jay, 100%. I'll be uh, the buddy Jesus. Nice. How about you, Sarah? Tell us a little about yourself. Hi, I'm Sarah. Uh, I do things at Zeke Interactive. I also do things at the Word, Orange County WordPress Design Meetup, first Monday of the month. You're totally not reading that, Sarah, are you? Huh? That, that I was, was trying to look at the camera. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was trying to connect with the audience. How about you, Steve? <laughs> All right, I'm going to connect with the audience. I am Steve Zenkin. <laughs> I am the founder at Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. Awesome. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. Feel free to go take a look at that. And we do a bunch of stuff over on WP Watercooler. Go take a look at all the things that we got going on over there at wpwatercooler.com. What do you have to uh, say, Steve? A uh, uh, quick shout out. I'm going to mention it again. I mentioned it last week. Uh, we still have sponsorship opportunities for WordCamp US, which is coming up on December 1st and 2nd. So if you uh, work at a company that's interested in that, uh, hit me up. You guys are that, also doing that's what, like that's what all the kids say these days, right? Hey, hey HMU, HMU. No, no, no. I think I think they say light me up or or lit me up. One of the two. I don't know. Lit AF. Yeah. Steve, Steve, oh, you guys Lord. are also doing Google Hangouts or something as well regarding some stuff, we right? We do. We have a new we have a new Google Hangout, uh, new podcast called Go WCUS, uh, which will be right after this one. So wow, so, check that out. Yeah, it'll be at uh, noon uh, Pacific uh, today. Block scheduling. Cool. Nice. All right. So let, let's talk a little bit about custom fields and short codes and how people are using them, both in themes as well as just using them, um, you know, in their blog posts. So the way I look at when we're looking at uh, uh, using custom fields um, and meta boxes is that typically when you start collecting data um, on a particular post and you're wanting to use that someplace else on the on that site for that particular post. You would, uh, you know, kind of fill that information in inside of a meta box and then use it in the theme, where custom or where short codes is more like I want to use this kind of ad hoc someplace in the post, right? Well, I mean, there's other things too, which is really cool in that short codes can give you a lot more flexibility with um, just using it right in the editor instead of having to go somewhere else to inject stuff, uh, and that's good for like in your content. But the problem is. Unless they're doing something funky on the processing side, it's not indexable or searchable. So if you're trying to like put a block into all your posts that 
is a short code, you can't really search by that apart from just searching the content of the post. You can't just like find me all posts with five star ratings if that's just in the content. You need meta for that or categories. Right. I mean, that's that that that's kind of what I was what I was kind of thinking about here when we were um, kind of coming up with a topic for this week is. When you have when you have a uh, when you have a custom field that you're going to be collecting the information through using a meta box, and kind of being able to display that and make it easy for somebody to be able to fill that information in, trying to remember these short codes and all the different short codes that are out there that are installed into the theme or installed via plugins just seems like a, a massive pain in the butt. Where you know having those yeah, custom fields so, there. So, so oh, one 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 thing though that I like to use is like a meta box is specific to like this kind of post type or you can say it's specific to these post types but a short code you can use anywhere right like a short code can just go anywhere it wants where a meta box you have to tell it to go where where you want it to do or you have to kind of do that that's how i separate those two right a short code you can yeah. just use almost anywhere and I was going to say something similar to what Russ said, right? Short, so short code, you can put anywhere you want within the body of the content, right? So if a short code is going to turn into something, say, uh, a video, I know that's a bad example because there's a lot of embeds for that, but if you wanted to place something into the body of the content, that's the flexibility a short code allows you to do. A meta box is really is dictated by the theme as to where that ends up within the, uh, the body of content. We play with that a lot uh, when we're building sites for our clients. So, so fun fact: most of my website is nothing but <laughs> most of my personal website is short codes. Like, I have a list of band names that I think are funny, and that's just a short code that says band names. And then that piece of code just runs a query and gets all the band names in the post type called band names and displays them. That's all I'm but, doing. But your site, your entire website's built off of short codes if you're using Visual Composer, though, right? I'm not using Visual Composer <laughs> at all. How dare you? How dare you? Yes. Um, and you know, but that's a that's a good point, Jason, because short codes can get messy, right? And and short codes for my clients, at least, can look uh, very codey, right? For lack of a better term. So if you don't know what you're doing, it's easy to mess up a short code, right? So if you leave off a, a, the the end of a short code, or you you do some parameter wrong, or you type it in incorrectly, your short code may just render as that short code on the front of the page, right? So there is. I think there's a lot more margin for error when you're using a short code for somebody who's non-technical. Well, and just I mean, remember them all. It, it, it gets even worse when like the short code for a button is longer than you would actually write like the a tag and the href and like to do all that. Like, like that's where it starts getting like messy because then like you have the short code and it goes three lines inside of the editor and you're not sure where it starts, where it stops. That's where a meta box would probably be a better answer down the road you know well, another option to consider is sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say it depends on what you're doing but go ahead george sure yeah. Yeah, i agree it totally depends on what you're doing for example if you're doing uh some short code blocks in the existing editor you can do short code views so folks can have like visual representations of it and then not have to worry about the code it can give them a form and they can check what options they want and they can just build the actual short code for them so a bit more complicated to put together from the developer side, but no. But some of the better plug, some so there are some plugins I've seen that I, that we use, right? That'll let you uh, add boxes or, or buttons to the uh, Tiny MCE editor, right? So you, you you click it, you fill in your your um, 
metadata, whatever it is, and it, it starts that short code for you in the body of the post. Gravity Forms is a great one mm -hmm. uh, to, to do that. And, and I think the, the, the most recognized kind of short code would be the ones that come in WooCommerce that give you like that Woo login, and then it says like shopping cart, and then it says like, you, you know, uh, store, stuff like that. Those are just short codes that, again, it's just a bracket. It says the word store and then a closing bracket, but behind the scenes, it's doing a lot of different stuff to display that. And I think I, I think I would rather have a short code for that instead of trying to configure like 900 meta boxes for my WooCommerce store. I think that's, that's a good example. There's one issue with the things like the gravity form shortcode though, is is once you've inserted it into the body post, you can't go back in and edit it, right? It it it, it basically is a creating the shortcut for you and it's sticking it there, right? It's not like you can re-click it and open it up and, and edit what's in the shortcode. It's just really creating what's in the shortcode for you. That's a good point. So when you use the tiny MCE editor, Occasionally I have one. <laughs> but, but, uh, well, so, uh, okay. You're right and you're wrong. So, so number one, you use, the, you use the tiny MCE editor, you pick what you want and it creates that, that, uh, that short code. You can actually like change false to true. You can actually like type those things. But if you want to go and select something again, you would have to rebuild that short code and then get those other options. So you can change it or you're right. You have to delete it and start over it. Yeah. Well, not necessarily because when making the short code views, you can add edit functions. Um, that's how like um, inline images in core works. You can click it, click the edit thing, then a pop-up modal comes and you can change the options and save it. Ooh. That's what Jetpack's been doing with contact forms lately. Yeah, totally get it. I'm just I'm just saying not all plugins are created equally. So there are yeah. some plugins that just insert the short code and then that's that's it. If you want to edit it, you've actually got to go into the short code and make your edits. Yeah. Can we just make tiny MCE just be an IDE for being able to write, you know, some text <laughs> in there? So it has like a little bit of like that uh like that um Visual Studio type of uh you know composing the the text that you're gonna put in there. So you put in a bracket, you type typing in a short code and it goes, Oh, here's a list of short codes. Let me find a show code show code short code for that's you. easy for you to say. All right. <laughs> so funny <laughs> Funny thing about that, um, as there's been a lot of effort lately in getting uh, Code Mirror into core for the next release, uh, mm -hmm. which will let you do like syntax highlighting for uh, the CSS editor and the customizer, uh, and also add syntax highlighting for the uh, plugin and theme editor while it's at it. There's also been some interest to see what we can do by way of like the HTML editor as opposed to the visual editor, mm -hmm. uh, if. Like when someone's modifying that, if they want, if we can add some syntax highlighting there to like pop out an image tag to make it a bit easier to see what you're doing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, George, but TinyMCE isn't something that WordPress creates. That's a that's a third party system that's integrated yeah, into WordPress. That's an upstream right? project, just like CodeMirror, just like jQuery. Okay. Hmm. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Dude, I mean, CodeMirror has Sublime Text uh, key bindings in it. I mean, you could do some pretty cool stuff. It looks like with with using CodeMirror. Mm -hmm. So Sweet, we are going to get an IDE in this thing. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I've started experimenting with, with short codes um, a, a while back. I thinking the same thing. It, it, it was a Friday night. All my friends were doing it, you know, so, felt peer pressure. So, so, so I started building my own like, short codes, and, and like, 
what I like about shortcodes are that the the options are endless, right? Like like with with something with advanced custom fields, you have to buy the pro version if you want to do a repeatable box or whatever. But with shortcodes, you can program them to to do whatever you want, right? So I mean, maybe that's where shortcodes have a slight advantage over meta boxes and some kind of options. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the on the fence about that one because we, for all of our meta boxes, we use ACF, right? So our sure. our, our meta boxes are pretty slick, uh, but yeah. we we use that because they're all client facing. We want to make them as 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 foolproof and as as friend, kind of as user friendly as possible. Uh, so our meta boxes have a lot of UI to them. I know that's it's a kind of a tangent, but. Yeah, well, all I was saying is that, okay, here's a short code and that you can, you know, put whatever in the short code and then it does it. Or, hey, you want repeatable fields, you have to pay $99 uh, per year to have this plugin to do that. I think that that's kind of that difference, right? Where do you yeah, want whereas to with short codes, you can just copy paste it five times in the same post. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Well, if, yep. if price is an issue, CMB2 does repeaters as well. And CMB2 is totally free. And it's it much it does. And friendly. And, I and, definitely and, don't know the company that builds that. Yeah, I got. I wonder who did CMB two, and I, and we've used that as well. We use CMB two, and 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 I like it. And you're right. Look, but if price is an issue and you can't afford a hundred bucks for for yeah. a plugin, right? How how much you got to think about how much your time is worth, right? I have yeah. nothing against CMB two. I like it, but yeah. we we like the slickness uh, of advanced custom fields a little bit better. We, it's just what we, we use we use ACF on like, yeah. tons of stuff. But but all I was saying is that you know like like. For the most part, if you have a client who maybe is the edit page illiterate, maybe it's easier to give them a short code instead of saying, "Here, configure all these options in a meta box." And maybe, yep. maybe that's an advantage that a short code would have over an ACF or something like that. Totally, totally. Now, the one of, there is a problem with a short code is, let's say you have a bunch of short codes in your in your content, and you disable the plugin that enabled that enabled the short code. Right, you now have all those short codes are just going to show as text in your content. Right? What do we call those? Are those naked short codes? We call that Visual Composer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say naked naked short codes? Naked <laughs> like, a, short like, codes. A, like a like yeah. a like a like a hanging chad or? But then you got made this stuff and like short codes inside short codes. <laughs> yeah, it is called like, naked short codes. They're naked short codes when that they're happens. They're naked short codes. Well, I like that. I feel like I that's going to be an episode of Seinfeld when they come back. <laughs> Cleaning out your naked short codes. So, so, so th that is that kind of problem with short codes, though, right? Like you're using this little piece of code to make your buttons, and you have that across, let's say, a hundred pages, and you know now you want to use this other short code because like this button looks a little bit better. You have to go and update that, whether you do a search and replace in the database, or you physically log into every page and go and look for it. There is that problem where you would take something like an ACF and you would just change kind of the, the output of whatever that button is, or you do a little CSS, and it would mm -hmm. be updated across the board. So there is that up. There is that issue. So, so in terms our, of, our, oh, sorry, in terms of hunting down naked shortcodes, there's a great plugin called Shortcodes in Use that will tell you what shortcodes are registered, what pages they appear on, so that when you do de disable that plugin that's got whatever, uh, you can track down all the calls to it and put some. Will it, will I, it I go through your content and hunt shortcodes that are not in use? 
I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I think WP Engine just blacklisted that plugin. <laughs> okay, so we <laughs> like seriously, um, or just because we mentioned it? I, I think because it does like a huge, uh, it, it touches the database and it does a huge search. I think they would deactivate that. That would be a so big, big full text search. Yeah. Did, did, did our friend Matt Cromwell coin the phrase "naked shortcodes," or did he just write about? I just naked found the I just found the post. Yeah. Because because I'm because I'm just going to assume he did now because he's so cool. So yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. Yeah. You know, we got about ha uh, halfway through the show. I I'm thinking that we could talk a little bit about how um, how Gutenberg would um, kind of tie into this a little bit. I mean, we can definitely we can definitely kind of discuss a little bit of that because I think that you know you're we're during the pre during the pre-show we were talking about how these um, various blocks that are being built using Gutenberg could you know replace a whole bunch of these sorts of things. And so, it's almost like the topic for the show had a, like a plan for the future. It's really weird how that it's worked. Really out. weird. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm sure it was purely coincidental. Yeah. But how 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 would that affect that? I mean, you know, how would it? Um, you know, how would having these uh, these custom fields or these meta boxes that are storing them kind of you know be make it so that somebody who's editing the post would be able to see this and be able to interact with it or putting in short codes in there? So now you have short codes, meta boxes, and you're going to have some Gutenberg goodness going all at the same time. Well, well, Gutenberg. Go ahead. Go for it. The last, the last I read of the track ticket, you know that. Uh, meta boxes that already exist in in various parts of the WordPress dashboard um, have been identified as a potential problem. Like, hey, this is a thing that people use, and we're not sure that this is going to be backwards compatible yet. We should probably figure this out. Um, but I don't think I think it's just in the identifying the problem phase at this point. Yeah, I mean, legacy meta boxes are going to be there in the final version of Gutenberg. They're just they've just been working on other areas, and there's only so many people to go around. The biggest thing I see is that Gutenberg blocks are more analogous to short codes than custom made up on a post because I mean it's just formatted content that is stored in the and then rendered on output. That's what blocks are. That's what short codes are. It's all just writing off the WP post table instead of making twenty extra new twenty extra new rows in the post meta table. Yeah, it's more about where it's stored than anything else. I mean, I I, I think the at this point the the most I'd be worried about is that you have a meta box that says get all the posts in this post type, and then you have a short code that runs that same query, and then you put a Gutenberg uh, a Gutenberg box that does the same kind of thing. Now you have three of the same content. On the same page, I think that's where you know probably step one of identifying like you know how many things on a page do we have versus do we need. I think that's kind of my biggest concern at the at the point. I'm not worried about meta boxes and all this other data. I'm just worried about my client having three of the same short code doing the same exact thing, and now I'm running three queries on the same page. You know, which still happens today without Gutenberg. So it's not a Gutenberg thing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, plus you can still do you can still do. Uh, we didn't even mention this, but um, do short code inside of a inside of a theme. So now you're hiding the fact that you're using a short code someplace. So I don't know. It just seems like there's a bunch of different ways that you can kind of use these various uh, um, features. Well, I'm sure short codes are going to stick around because it's just it just parses whatever and outputs HTML. So that's that shouldn't be related to Gutenberg at all. Um, you know. 
one of the I, questions that I have that's still very much up in the air is what happens to and everyone that built in shortcode views for the existing version of uh, Tiny MCE Editor. Um, if that's no longer going to be there, will they like render as a view inside of a uh, like text block, which would be kind of odd because it would just be a block and a block, kind of. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out. You know, again, it, you know, this is a big problem. It's just needs to be answered. It's going to be two views in the editor. So when you go to edit a post, it's going to say classic WordPress or Gutenberg, and then you can switch. <laughs> like, like that's what I see happening. Oh, it's it, like a Rosetta. It's like a Rosetta for uh, for, for WordPress. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's totally like we're updating the UI. It's like, do you want to use the old Gmail or the new Gmail? You, you try it out. Like, let us know. Like, I kind of feel like we're going in that direction. Decisions over options? Come on, man. <laughs> the one thing that I loved about shortcodes when they were first introduced was that you didn't have to use a plugin like uh, allow PHP in the content area. You know, that's what shortcodes are for, right? Is getting around, <laughs> that, getting yeah. around that kind of plugin. What's the, matter, what's the matter with embedding PHP in the middle of your content? I mean, what could possibly oh, go wrong there? We all did it at one point. <laughs> there was an entire social network that did that. I mean, come on. So, so I'm not arguing that MySpace. All I'm saying is, is that like nothing was worse when you logged into a page and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go edit this little paragraph, and it's nothing but PHP include and all this other stuff. Like, okay, here's a short code, and the short code is so much easier. The part that about short codes that pissed me off, if I can say, is when you have the start and the stop. So it's like you have a short code to open a div, and then a short code to close a div, and then you put your stuff between it. Those always used to, to make me mad because, like, if you want. What's wrong with those? Because if you want to do two, yeah, yeah they used to make me mad. Because if I wanted two columns side by side, you had to do like a short code called row, and then a short code called div half, and then you know, then your other thing, and then close it, and open it, then open another row. Short code started getting horrible when you had to start like using a short code to use another short code. Yeah, those sounds like those sound like longer medium codes at that point. No, I, no I, longer I, short I, codes. I, I, think that, I think that's why the composer got built, right? Yeah. The composer was like, we'll insert rows, we're okay with that. So your problem is nested short codes more so than an opening and closing short code. My problem is that if I wanted to use a short code, I had to use four other short codes to make this one the, like actual show up on the page or else it didn't display the way I wanted to. That was my issue. And this made you angry. It made me very angry. Back to this. Okay. Are, this, are you, this, have you gotten over it yet? Or? This is like the eighth <laughs> phone that I've had because I used to smash so many phones. <laughs> oh, it's a WordPress shortcode therapy <laughs> session. Uh, yeah. I used to talk to a therapist about, you know, it made me feel Where bad. did the shortcode touch you? <laughs> <laughs> Show me on the doll. <laughs> Where did the shortcode touch you? Wow. <laughs> oh. We digress as usual. We have seven more minutes. What else are we going to do here? <laughs> yeah. The whole like thing is going to digression. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Rust, in that the shortcode thing, it's almost like at some point you're writing PHP. It's like you're going to have an if shortcode, and then you're going to have an else shortcode, and then you're going to have a closing if shortcode. And it's just like, come on, this is this is getting out of hand. So while we're talking about shortcodes and stuff, one of the things that makes me angry about shortcodes is using them to run queries. And Russ, you mentioned earlier that you've got a shortcode that outputs all the band names. Uh -huh. When you do that, you end up running a WP query twice, once for the page itself as it renders, and then once 
throughout the code of your short code. Uh -huh. Why not just use the the WP hierarchy? Why not just create archive dash band name dot php because and take I, advantage? Because I actually didn't want to have an archive page where you can go and see. I I didn't want duplicate things because all I'm doing is with with my post type it just says band names and I'm just using the title. So the archive would just show the title as well. Then I would have two pages. I would have the actual page where I'm outputting and the archive. They would be identical in the sense of like all it says is just the name of the band that that yeah. would, would be. Now, uh, all I, I'm saying though, I see it a lot, and it's and it's uh, database. And I, I'm also too lazy to, to actually build a template for it to do that because I change themes all the time. So it was easier for a short code instead of like, every, <laughs> Fair every, enough, time, I that one. every time it's I change portable. a theme, I don't want to include this other page or, you know, whatever. Portability on that one. I mean, um, that's, that's what makes me a competent developer. <laughs> okay. If, if, if it's just the one thing. <laughs> <laughs> with with cool. short code. So if you do that, my point is use um, transients. If you have to do a query within a shortcode, use some transients to check them. Absolutely. And if, I, if I, they I, don't I, create a on the query. I wasn't going to get into caching and transients, but that's exactly what's happening on the back end. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Well, I got into it for you. Sure. I mean, I was too incompetent. <laughs> So I think with I think with all of with the three of these different uh, different ways of being able to display this content or, and be able to do like you're saying queries and that sort of thing is that a lot of this stuff is either it's either put into a plugin or it's plugged into a theme, and if we end up where the theme has, um, if if the theme ends up having all those short codes defined in there, then you, when you switch themes, just like what Russ is saying, you'll end up losing you know those um, those short codes uh, just like with. Uh, uh, custom fields or any of those other sorts of things, and, and that, that's right? always been that, that's always been something that I've been concerned with since using WordPress is that I'm going to change themes. I like to to change the look of different stuff, and I like different colors and whatever. I want to be able to do that easily on the fly. And if I change a theme and I have you know like 20 custom post types and I have to go build 20 templates because I want to do you know something with an archive or whatever. I don't want to have to do that anymore. And yes, we do have the the one template where you can specify this is the archive for these post types. You can use that kind of hierarchy. Even then, I think a short code beats that instead of you know sitting down on a Saturday and building out this page template. If you're gonna, why does it have to be on a Saturday? You can't code on Sunday, or? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard. I know all on Shoulder Shabbos. I had a joke that I wasn't gonna say. Anyway, so <laughs> I think a short code beats that in, in, in every aspect of that. Instead of doing all this stuff with the theme and remembering that this is in the theme versus this is in the plugin versus this is part of core, everything is in one plugin that I have. And wh whether I switch themes or if I change whatever, I know that that plugin's still active and I'm good to go. Fair enough. Anybody so else got anything? Next three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, 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 what do we do for the rest of the time? I mean, uh, so I, I, I can tell you guys about my, my old-fashioned that I had last night about how the bartender made me upset. I can show you guys where on, on the doll where that was. <laughs> do we need to get you therapy, Russ? Do we need a, a Kickstarter to... To I, mellow you the f out is that so? So when short codes were introduced, I, I had a big I, I had a big problem with short codes, and and if you remember from from our meetup here in Vegas and even WordCamps, I used to pick on short codes all the time. I I really did. Now that we have Visual Composer, I pick on them even more. 
because you know short codes get out of control wow wow there's there's nothing like doing support and saying like yeah sure i can go fix that for you and then you know two hours later you're you're installing your third plugin to try to do this or you're trying to to hook into a short code to output a p tag instead of an a tag you know what like that that's where stuff starts getting unreal so a note for the developers, be responsible and put use that third arg for creating a short code and give us some filters to work with. Sounds about right. OK. That's it, folks. That's it for today. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on the show and hanging out with us. We had, we had a good collection of people watching us today. That was awesome. So uh, thank you very much for watching the show, hanging out with us and stuff. If you like this particular content, go over to wwatercooler.com slash subscribe. That's where you can find out where you can subscribe to all the shows that happen on WP Watercooler. We really what if you don't it. like this content? And if you, you know, if it you're sticking you around mad. and you want to see what's going on, go uh, go watch the next show that Steve's going to be on in about uh, five minutes here. So uh, I don't want Steve to be late or anything. I, I I can't I can't promise you any better quality around that show. Right? I'm really just phoning it in at this point. Nice. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye.